Hello, everybody. This is Erica. This is Shari. And this is April. And you are now listening to Three Sykes and a Mic. Just as a disclaimer, although the contents of this show may be educational and therapeutic in nature, this should not be considered a replacement for therapy with a licensed professional. If you would like more information on how you can find a therapist in your area, please contact us on social media. Welcome back, ladies. Hello, hello. How are y'all doing? Hi, we're doing pretty good. What's up? I'm doing well. How you doing over there? Doing all right. I'm I'm excited for dinner that I did not cook, so I'm not not faking, but I'm excited. (laughs) I warmed it up, though. I did put it in the oven. What are you having? Um... Some eight day old rotisserie <laughs> chicken that I hope I don't get food poisoned. <laughs> it takes me so long to eat a chicken, like it takes forever. Um, so I said, This is gonna be the last, whatever I don't eat, I'm throwing it away. Just like, season it real good, you won't die. Oh, it's seasoned fine. You know, Sam's don't they they good with it. It's seasoned, and I've added some lemon pepper to it. As nice. Well. Um, so I have some collard greens, macaroni and cheese, cornbread, red velvet cake, and sweet potato mm. pie. Look at you. Wait, red velvet and sweet potato pie? Because you know, I know I may it depends on what I'm in the mood for. I want to have. <laughs> Dang, you know what that reminds me? I need to pop this um pecan pie in the oven. Ooh. Yeah. You say so pecan. My, my do you say pecan? I do say you pecan. You say April. You say pecan. I don't know because I'm thinking about it, so it's not gonna <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the great debate. Pecan or pecan? Yeah. I don't I say know. Because now I'm thinking about it is I don't know. I pecan say pecan. Tree. Now if it's if it's a pecan tree, it's a pecan tree, not a pecan tree. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're so right. How's it different? Right. Y'all gonna pecan. It don't sound it's right. A, it's just it's it don't sound. Yeah. You want to say pecan tree? So pecan, right. pecan tree, pecan but pecan tree. pie. Yeah. Pecan pie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> totally made that up. <laughs> there. Yeah. I would never say pecan tree. It doesn't even. It just doesn't seem to roll. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. vibe. It doesn't vibe. Mm-hmm. Right. No. That's why it's pecan. All the listeners, it's pecan. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, it's up to urban interpretation. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> but no, I've been, I've been good. I had a pretty good week. For the first time, I tried Instacart yesterday. And how was it? It was for what it was worth, like I didn't have to leave my house, which means I'm safe, right? So I didn't have to venture out into the grocery store, which it had become a little too mentally taxing for me to like prepare to go to the grocery store. And I wanted like two different stores. So I was like, if I go, I'm definitely not going to two different stores. Mm -hmm. And so for what it was worth, it was helpful to have some other people going in stores. But I don't think I'll do it again. Like... The first, so I had one girl go to Aldi because I needed like my little staples and stuff. And she brought the wrong cheese from one. I was like, I need some block cheese because I like to shred it. I like to cut it. It's, it's more versatile. She brought sliced cheese, which I was like, girl, nobody tell you to do that. So she brought sliced cheese and then she like tried to switch something because it was out of stock. And so she didn't ask me to switch it. She just did it on her own. Like I wanted the white cheddar 
Cheez-Its, the Aldi brand. She picked up the regular cheddar Cheez-Its. No, ma'am. No. Those are not the same. should not be doing. It's not the same. And you should ask me before you just switch out stuff. So she did that. My bananas, which I was bold to like even trust her with my bananas. I said, but you know, you can put on there how you want it. So I said, green turning yellow. These bananas got brown spots on them. They just, it's, it's <laughs> am- I literally am going to have to eat all these bananas within like the first two days. Oh so that was goodness. one store experience. Put them in the freezer. Oh, maybe I will do that. Put them in the freezer and that way I can just save them. Mm-hmm. And, and I can use them with smoothies and stuff like that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. But then the second lady. Maybe you should. Oh, go ahead. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say the second lady, I sent her to Publix and she did well. Like she, before swapping something, she like sent me a picture, was like, do you want this? Um, she did well. But when she delivered my groceries, I had somebody else's hot dog buns in there. So I had to send her a message <laughs> like, um, ma'am, <laughs> I don't really know if these are your hot dog buns or if there's somebody else's hot dog buns, but I... I don't eat hot dogs, so, um, and she came back and got them, which, I mean, was the nice thing to do, but it made me think I wouldn't want buns out of somebody else's house, so what if my groceries were in somebody else's house? Well, we're supposed to be wiping down all the groceries anyway, regardless of where it comes from, so. But honestly, unless you licking the plastic... You don't have to wipe that down. <laughs> like, yeah. it's really when you think about uh, what's the word? Not contracting, transmission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has to hit an orifice, right? So, because the recommendations have sh- not shifted, but it depends on where you look. Like, I was watching something on NPR or reading, and they were saying it's not really like you don't have to disinfect your stuff for two hours. Like, do your usual rinse and stuff off because it's all about transmission. Mm-hmm. So, if you touch something that you think, you know, the virus is on there, discard it and wash your hands. Mm. Um, you don't have to like soak stuff out because really you're at, you're most at risk being in the grocery store than actually um, contracting the virus from like a surface exactly. touching something. Because you would have to touch the exact same spot that and the virus. And then stick your hand in your mouth not up gonna, your nose and yeah. And then stick your hand <laughs> in your mouth. Like, yeah. yeah. That's why I was like, if you just wash your hands... But if it's like something in a package, like bread, I'm not, unless you, like I said, unless you about to, unless you have kids like that put stuff in their mouth, um, you can kind of I just don't want my food products at somebody else's house. I wouldn't (laughs) even think about the coronavirus. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) Child, look, that that back room at the grocery store might be worse than somebody else. (laughs) You might be right. You might be right. I say give it another try. You may have just gotten a person who was, like, tired. Maybe you were her, like, fifth one. Maybe so. Because it's super convenient. It's so convenient. Yeah. Or try curbside pickup. I don't know if Aldi offers that. Right. Mm. And part of it's like, I'm gonna have to go to the grocery store anyway, because Trader Joe's wasn't an option. So yeah, so yeah. But you know, I gave it a try. You know, it's been really hard for me to give up grocery shopping. Yeah, that was like a thing for you. Yeah. So this Instacart, like I had been thinking about it for a while. And one of my coworkers like talked me into it. She's like, just try it. So I gave it a try. You know, um, ooh, it's a thing. It's It was a hard 
you know. It's an adjustment. It was an adjustment. Well, speaking of things where someone gave it a try and it didn't seem to work out, (laughs) that's going to roll us right into our memes, media, and madness. And I was just like (laughs) to open up with the Teddy Riley baby face battle. Girl, the I want to say... 350,000 people showed up to witness. And I just want to say that to me speaks to like just your legacy of who you are as an entertainer, producer, whatever. So I want to go ahead and put the respect (laughs) on everybody's name. (laughs) Put the respect on everybody's name who was a part of that battle. However, the memes have been giving me life because yes. these things have been hilarious. People have been going in on these technological issues that uh, Teddy Riley had <laughs> during this battle uh, with his green screen and <laughs> uh, production team and all these extra things that he had. And it seemed like nothing was working out. Nothing so was working out. It's been hilarious. It's been really funny. People really prepare for it. Like, you had people tweeting. I mean, like, yeah, tweeting. You had people on Facebook like, yeah, you know, I'm getting ready for this battle. Should I put on dress clothes? Should I get dressed up? Date nights were ruined. It was bad. Like, it was, it was horrible. <laughs> Date nights were ruined. Date nights were ruined. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're rooting for you, Teddy. By the time this airs, the, the rematch, re-rematch would would, would um, have also been aired. So I'm hoping Teddy is able to redeem himself. Because I was experiencing secondhand embarrassment <laughs> mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. him. And honestly, I'm I'm one of the few people who think the sound issue was coming from Babyface. Possibly. Only because when you... I've had it happen on Facebook Live that... The person you're like calling, if they don't have headphones or something in, like you hear, you hear yourself. Yeah, like the reverberation. Like it's a feedback thing. However, Teddy was doing a lot. So the (laughs) fact that like nobody said, face, mute your phone real quick. Let's just see. Like I was like, what's the troubleshooting? There was no problem solving. Teddy has so much set up. He, I mean, he had a whole nother um, thing streaming to his own site. It definitely was a lesson and you can do more with less. And I think mm-hmm. he was taken away from the natural vibe of what the, like he was making it a production. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's not what it's about. Like, we don't need choreography. We don't need you in a, you know, suit with matching hat. Like, that's not. He was fresh what though. This is. He was fresh. <laughs> he was handsome. He's a handsome yeah, man. Yeah, very much so. Yes, yes. But it was just a lot. And meanwhile, Babyface showed up. His glass of champagne. Okay. And that same blazer he's been wearing since 1994. Exactly. It was chilling. So I don't know. It was it was a it was it was a disappointment. It was. I'll just listen on Spotify at this point because I am it. The jokes. (laughs) These jokes are sending me. They are sending me the jokes. So hilarious. It's bad. So, yeah. Yeah. It was funny. I stayed on till the end, and people were like, Is Babyface coming back? It was a girl. He went to bed. Like, <laughs> when they said, Give us 30 minutes, when they said, Give us 30 minutes, I said, Babyface is 62 years okay. old. He's going okay. to bed. 
Yes. And did you guys see Tony Braxton's Twitter? Oh. Like, did you see her Twitter? No. <laughs> was what hilarious. was Tony saying? She was going in like the whole time. She was time. like, Teddy, where? She's like, no, but where's your social distancing? Because Teddy had all them people right. over there. She was just like, babyface, just log off. No, she said, Kenny, log yeah, off. Kenny. Just log off. And she was like, we got to start over? <laughs> she was like, I've waited seven... What you said? We waited seven whole days. Oh, seven, whole days. seven whole days. <laughs> oh, Tony was clowning. Oh yeah, yeah, she was. So that was entertaining. I was, I was hyped. Then I was completely disappointed, and then I was pleasantly entertained by the end of it. I will say that. Well, hopefully you all enjoyed uh, watching, listening, and hopefully you are tuning in to the to the sequel, the redo. Girl, the trilogy. This is time number three. <laughs> oh gosh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Right, because baby, babyface had the corona. Like he fought yeah. off the corona for right. this. Right, he did not beat corona for this foolishness. <laughs> like y'all had him mixed up. So he baby beat corona no. and Teddy Riley in the same line. Oh, in the same winning. <laughs> right, right. Oh my goodness. Anything else happening in the media? Anything else happening? Media madness, memes. The memes, definitely. We talked about that. But any madness, anything else popping up for you? Other than people rushing to reopen these states, <laughs> that's the oh madness. And try not to lose my mind. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I am still trying to understand why people would rather listen to someone who doesn't have the background in infectious disease about how we need to handle a global pandemic around an infectious disease. Um, I, exactly. I, I don't get it. I don't understand. And I literally was watching, um, just like looking at some of the reports about the people who protested in, was it Indiana, Michigan? Where was it? Where they had this? Well, they've been going on now in different places now. Detroit. The, the gridlock. No, I'm lying. Yeah. Michigan. Was yeah, it I think Michigan? it started yeah, it off in Michigan. Michigan and someone literally had a sign that said, I need a haircut. Sir, that is not emergent. That is not emergent. So I'm sitting here thinking, so you think that these doctors, nurses, healthcare workers, um, custodial people need to be out here 18, 20 hours in facilities cleaning up behind folks because you decided that it was more important for you to go catch the COVID to trying to get your hair cut for nobody to see you and then traipse your little happy behind in the hospital and make these people have to work extra double double triple overtime to try to save your life these people need if you know if that's what you want to do and you feel like your rights are being taken away because mother nature has decided that y'all don't excuse my language effed up the world enough that they that she needs to do a reset if you're angry about that let's just go ahead and let natural selection um take hold you go on out there do what you need to do boo so that these numbers, when they peak, it will peak with the right ones and not some of our loved ones who are suffering and struggling because people are not doing what they need to do. And I'm off my soap. That's the frustrating thing about it for me is that, like, it's not just going to be them right. that they affect. Right. You know, like, part of me is like, well, you know what? Are you dumb enough to go out there? Then whatever happens to you happens. But it's like, nope, because you can go out, you know, contract it. And then we just happen to be at Trader Joe's at the same time. Or exactly. we just happen to, you know, cross paths the one time I'm going out. And it's just like, it's not just them right. that 
they're going to impact, which mm-hmm. is a frustrating thing about it. So I hope people. No, they're not because Jacksonville Beach are. Yeah, it's so selfish. Yesterday, it so. is such a selfish move. Yeah, it just shows like the selfishness as well as like the privilege, the privilege. that people have, mm-hmm. right? So just because I can't get my day-to-day necessities met, I can't get a haircut, I can't go buy some shoes or, you know, like these are, I can't sit at a bar with friends, then we need to open back up. And it's like, you're not thinking about how that is going to impact the like other people in your community and your society, like it's it's really disheartening to see mm-hmm. how people are just kind of well, yeah, we should just open back up. Like like it's just very trivial, you know. Yeah. And it's also misplaced frustration. Like I understand that businesses are losing mm-hmm. money and that there are so many people who don't know if they're gonna be able to sustain because you know, and I get that. And so I'm thinking, well, the response from the government, from our government shouldn't be, well, let's open back up. It should be less support those people who are hurting financially until we are at a place where we can open back up. Like, but people are getting mad kind of at the wrong people or just like asking for the wrong thing. It's like the, the, the solution is not to open back up so you can start making money again. The solution is for the, for your government <laughs> that you have paid taxes into all these years to support you. Yeah, yeah. Um, whether that's unemployment, whether that's loans or, I mean, if they just, well, I don't want to get political, but the answer is, is premature. And I think we, this is a whole soapbox issue. It's very premature for us to reopen when we have not seen a decline in cases, when people, we still don't have tests for everyone. We don't have enough masks. We don't have enough, um, you know, PPE for people. So it would be different if some of that stuff was even in place. We don't even have enough facilities for people to be seen in. Right. Like <laughs> everybody can, if I want to get it's... tested now, just FYI, well, let me see. I just want to make sure, you know, it would be very hard for me to obtain that test. I mean, I probably go to work and get it, but you know, <laughs> That might be. Oh no! <laughs> right, but that's because we we're privileged, right? right? Very. To be able to go to work and get it, you know, as opposed to people who don't have access to it, and who our government is just kind of like, well, y'all just right. gotta wait, you know. Um, it is like I like you said, April is very immature. Um, nope. Look, Freudian slip. Mm. It's very premature. It both, <laughs> right? Both to. right both um to say that this is the solution well let's just open everything back up as opposed to let's make sure that we have resources in place let's make sure that we have processes in place let's make sure that when people come to be get tested we aren't just sending people home and saying oh well just go home and you know tough it out and if it gets worse come back you know like it's very very premature for us to say well let's just open back up the economy or just let's open up up things so that people can be back in just in the streets i can't like i yeah (laughs) it frustrates me (sighs) to be continued we will see what happens be prayerful be be less selfish stay home if you can when you can't stay home or you have to get out to get essentials be responsible about it wear a mask stay your distance wash your hands stop reaching over people in the grocery store Mm, no you will get (laughs) you will get touched 
see my frustration. Just move out the center of the aisle so that other people don't have to pass you so closely. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> And that's why you need to get back on Instacart. (laughs) (laughs) You can also try Shipped. I had a very good experience with them, but I'll tell you about them. They're really good. All right. And they're based out of Birmingham. Oh, is it? Oh, I didn't know that. All right. Well, let's roll right into the show. Um, We talked, I guess, last week about... Um, taking up space, what that looks like, different ways that you can do so. And we wanted to jump back in because, you know, there's just other parts about taking up space. It's easier maybe said than done sometimes, especially when maybe you find yourself in an environment where there's someone who is taking up a lot of space. Um, and we, we might experience that in our families, work life, certain friendship relationships where there's one person who maybe takes up more space in those relationships and those situations. So we want to talk a little bit about like what that sometimes looks like and how you can, you know, I guess negotiate your space and still be able to get the space that you need, be heard, be seen in those spaces. So I want to just kind of start off with asking you guys, um, can you identify an experience that you had when there was someone that took up a lot of space and how did you navigate that situation? Very good question. The first thing that comes to <laughs> first thing that comes to my mind is like all my dating relationships <laughs> <laughs> with people taking up so much space. Um, but, you know, specific relationships overall. Give us like, a story. In, I want like, a story. I need our story? listeners to be like, yeah, girl, I done been in that situation <laughs> before. Like, what's the, give us the story. What's the deal? Yeah, I think in one particular relationship, oftentimes it was anytime the person wanted to like go anywhere or do anything or invite friends over or engage in activities outside of the house. It always had to be something that they wanted to do. Right. So it was Um. never like a, well, you know, let's decide on this together. Or last time we did my thing, this time we can do your thing. It was always very much a, you know, this is something that I enjoy, or this is the direction that my life is going in, or I do this activity. This is my hobby. So we're going to go and do this hobby together. Mm -hmm. And so being in that situation where their life monopolized the relationship, right? We're going to visit my family. We're going to do this thing. It definitely um, felt as though, and I remember April talking about last time about like shrinking Mm -hmm. in that space and being, and being like, okay, well, we'll just go along. I'll just go along with it because it's the easy thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And because of my patterns, like I said, last time of not taking up a lot of space um, in relationships, it kind of played into that like oh I don't take up a lot of space anyway so I'm just gonna go ahead and go with the flow in a sense Mm -hmm. as opposed to asserting myself and saying well no I'm actually I actually like doing this other thing or I actually like doing something different or I think we should do what you want to do next time because I really think it'd be fun to do this um activity Mm -hmm. and so 
in that relationship, I didn't get to a space where I was able to take up space. Hmm. Like I didn't get to a space where I was able to say, no, I think what I'm interested in and what I want to do will also add to the relationship. It was very much a, I'm just going to go with what you want. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's, that's the first thing that came to my mind when you said, give us an example. So. Did you resent the person? I mean, I resented them for a lot of things. Um, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that definitely was one of the things that mm. I felt like I wasn't, I didn't have space to show up in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have space to be authentic in the relationship. Um, so yeah, that, yeah, the resentment was definitely there. Mm-hmm. So I I definitely want us to go like revisit that of, you know, not being given the space versus how do we take the space that we Mm -hmm. deserve when someone is not willingly giving it. What about you, April? Very similar example is what popped up in my head. I'm sure there's some from like when I was younger. I just don't remember them because it's been a very long Mm -hmm. time since I've like kind of struggled with taking up space. I really don't remember um, specifics but more recent has it has been in dating where um and i don't know if it's just kind of a natural tendency to 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 switch into like listener mode in in dating um and so there have been times where you know the guy i've dated is just you know lets out everything you know just talks about all of the stuff in their life and issues and then it's never my Mm -hmm. turn (laughs) or when I need the same thing, it doesn't last as, as long or even worse, they turn it into them. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So the, I, I remember one specific situation had been a really long day and um, the guy I was, was dating at the time, he called. Uh, actually, the day I had found out my cousin had passed a couple of years back and I found out that day. And um, he was like, how are you doing? I was like, not well, just found out my, you know, my cousin passed. He was like, oh man, I'm sorry to hear that. Okay, well, um, I'm I'm sitting over here at such and such. You wanna wanna come by and um, watch me do so? It was I can't get specifics. I'm so sorry. Wait, <laughs> you shared a death, and it was like, oh, it's almost like they didn't even hear it. Like, oh yeah, that's good. So it was so like, I'm so sorry. So what are you up to tonight? I'm what? Like it was no um grieving. Uh, and I and I said something to them about it. Wow. Um, the next day, we ended up like stopped speaking for a very long time after that because um, kind of like Shara was one of the mm-hmm. things. But that's been probably the common experience of the common space. Because mm-hmm. um, even, yeah, professionally, I don't really struggle with that. Sometimes where I work, I, I understood that it's very hierarchical, which I don't do well with. Like, I don't. Um, so it's more learning the the politics of speaking and when and where and who yeah um but i don't necessarily feel like someone is taking up more space mm-hmm. than me. it's more so i gotta be very careful and specific about the space that i decide to speak yeah. up in type of thing yeah oh for me and i think i i don't know that i'm always i think it's in certain situations but i think sometimes i tend to be i know that i can take up more space in situations and relationships in work life uh you know 
settings, things like that. So I've become very intentional about monitoring and recognizing when I need to offer people more space. So for instance, like I used to be the one who didn't like, like silence, you know, if, if there were conversations that needed to be had and, you know, I'm offering you the floor and you're not taking it. Like I take that as, okay, we, we need to fill this silence. And so I would end up taking up a lot more space, verbalizing things. And I had to learn, like, not everybody is going to inject themselves in the way that I would inject myself. And sometimes you have to be respectful of the silence doesn't mean they don't have anything to offer. They just might have a different way that they want to, you know, insert themselves in certain situations. And so I am one that I now like to not close things, but leave space for people to kind of circle back to insert themselves. So especially, I think, more so in like a work situation, if there's, you know, opinions or feedback that I need people to give and maybe they're not ones that want to speak in the moment, I if it's something that I really feel like it's important for everyone to have a voice, I won't make that, we just won't make a decision. We'll say, okay, we're going to have to have this decision made by close of business today you know, so we're going to, you know, step away from it. If there's anybody who wants to offer anything or inject anything, please contact me one-on-one. And then I feel like it at least gives people the opportunity that maybe they don't want to insert themselves in a group setting, but they still want to be able to use their voice in a different way. But I haven't always been like that. It's like, oh, okay, so like, I guess if you ain't saying nothing, that means, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't have anything to offer. So we're going to roll on and move on. And I think it's just taking more of like, um, being more self-reflective and having in and just kind of learning like everybody doesn't, you know, everybody doesn't insert themselves in the same way. And you need to give people the opportunity to utilize spaces the way that it's going to work for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's something that I have gone back and forth on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause as a person who does not have an issue taking it, well, I don't say I have an issue. I, I don't have a problem taking mm-hmm. space. Um, is and you you said it earlier and it, i actually wrote it down um like when space is given or taken and part of me is is like you have to learn nobody is obligated to give you space now in personal relationships yes by nature of you know those intimate relationships there is some give and take but when you're talking about in the workspace out in the real world nobody's going to give you space so you have to learn how to speak up now when I'm mentoring someone or if I'm in a position of power and I'm going to be a little bit more intentional about kind of like making sure people have time, making sure everyone knows, like everyone's voice is welcome to hear, but I'm not following back up with you. Like I'm not going to go too much extra than that because I need you to learn how to speak up. And that's kind of where um towing that line of offering space and part of it is like the same way I had to find my mm-hmm. voice and I had to work through. You got to do that too. Like that's, this is kind of like, I won't say tough love, but it's like, you're going to have to learn how to do it because you're not going to always be in positions where someone is going to be like you and say, well, let's come back. Like, especially if for people going into certain, certain fields, you have to be able yeah. to, to, you know, find that voice. So that's, it's kind of a, depending on my mm-hmm. role in the, and how much power I have, I think I, I'll, I'll give a little bit more room for mm-hmm. the people, but then there's also the piece of me that's like, you got to yeah. learn. 
And I and I and I think I I kind of pull back just a little bit because I know like even in last week's session, I mean last week's show, we talked about different people will do it in different ways. And I think that there's a benefit in the people who are able to really kind of jump in and do that. But there's also a lot of value in people who are very thoughtful. And you know, when you present new information, it's like, no, I really need to kind of research and make sure that we're actually doing this in the best way. So I kind of like to have a balance of, okay, those people who are just like, quick, give it to me. Let's get it. Let's see what these these things pop off. And then have that person who is like, yeah, I don't really say anything because I'm taking all this data and I'm compiling it. And now based off of everything that was offered, here's what I'm going to inject into that too. And I think I, I became a little sensitive to that. In the past, I had a coworker that was a fast talker. And this person, like they wanted the decision, they wanted to put it out there in two seconds and wanted the decisions to be made yesterday. When it was things that didn't really require that, but... I kind of learned that this person did that method, not because they were like, I'm a get her done kind of person, but because they wanted to talk really fast so they could make sure that the thing that they wanted done got a yes really fast Mm. before you had a chance to be like, well, wait, wait a minute. That actually is not going to be helpful for nobody but you. And so I kind of started going, okay, let me, you know, kind of pull back and it was from that situation but I I hear what you're saying too especially in the real world and I agree with you April like listen people are not (laughs) people are only gonna give you so much you better learn how to dive in there jump in there um but I also have had co-workers who have been not necessarily that that person that jumps out there but like every time they have something when they bring it it's like golden Yeah. And I like I tend to be more of like you were saying, Erica, that internal processor. Mm -hmm. Like I take in information, I'm thinking about it, you know, examining it, mulling it over. So I'm typically never going to be the person in the room that if you ask a question, I'm going to be the first one to answer. Like Mm -hmm. it because it takes me a while. Like, you know, I'm I'm internally processing. I'm not an external processor. And there are a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm just thinking out loud. That's that's not me me at all. (laughs) Like I won't, I won't do the, you know, I'm just thinking out loud, go with me, you know, talk, brainstorm it with me in the moment. I'm more so like, oh, I'm going to think by writing it down or I'm going to like set aside a time to think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not going to be in the meeting because in the meeting, more information and data is there to be collected. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about how that has not lent very well to me taking up space, um, I tried to like figure out, okay, well, how can I spin it in a way that isn't going to leave my my feedback off the table because oftentimes it does you know that says oh well you don't have any feedback in the room then your feedback is off the table and so it's like no I want my feedback to be a part of what's happening and so I had to learn instead of how to take up space because I felt like I was like pressuring myself to take up space and that just makes me anxious which means that I'm going to take up <laughs> less space than I was in the first place right um so I had to learn how to make space right so that's a skill that I think I had to start learning for myself and one that I tend to talk with like my mentees about like 
if you're not comfortable with taking space in that moment, like how do you make space later? Like how do you go and mull over it, assess it, examine it, do whatever you need in your time and then come back and say, okay, well, I'm going to make space for my feedback. So it doesn't feel like it's not a part of the plan. And so that's something that I had to work on. Hmm. So what do we tell, like, how do we, like, what are some ways that a person, if they're not, if, if we know that there's a situation where someone is taking up majority of the spaces and you need to insert yourself, what is, what are some suggestions that we can give people? I think being up, being upfront, I think what challenges a lot of people with taking space is not being assertive mm-hmm. or not knowing how to assert themselves, like for fear of how it's going to be perceived. So just sometimes practicing, hey, I would like to, I have something I would like to offer. Hey, we kind of moved on from that topic. Can we go back to point number two? Um, I have more thoughts to add. Or can I mull over this a little bit? Like be, like assert and advocate for yourself for what it is that you need. So if you are one that needs more time, hey, can I look over this and get it back to you by 5 p.m.? And if you feel like, hey, you spoke over me a little bit. I wasn't finished talking. I want to make sure I have enough time. Just be clear when I say just because mm-hmm. it's not that simple. But, but practice, I think like that's you a said, place like you got to practice. Practice, it. yeah. Yeah. You do. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing also is if you're working with a set team or if you have a set partner or a set friendship, being able to allow those people to know, like, I'm t- like I'm not going to be that fast feedback person, you know, like being truthful about it and in a way that's not like, well, make space for me, but in a way that's like, I'm just going to let you know, I'm going to put that out there mm-hmm. so that when I come back to it later, you're not like, well, where did that come from? You know? Yeah. Like, why are you bringing that up now? Um, And so being able to like, just be open about the way that you process information is going to be important. Cause I know you guys know, like I've told you, like, I need a minute, like, give me a moment. (laughs) (laughs) So you already know, you know, like Erica's like, I know Shari don't like on the spot stuff. Like it takes a minute. Not if you want something quick. Um, But you have to be able to like share that with people Mm -hmm. so that they understand that it's not that you aren't invested. It's not that you don't care that you don't have anything to say, but this is just a different way that you process information and a different way that you show up in the world. I thought of an, of an answer to Erica's first question, but no, go ahead, go ahead. Throw it out um, there. I want to. It know. was. It was on. It was on internship. Uh, is where I felt like I didn't have space. Yeah, which was hard for me for a person who had worked so hard in in being finally being comfortable, you know, in her voice and and you know thinking like yeah, you know, starting to gain some professional confidence, and then to be in a position where it just I felt it, I could say something and it would fall on deaf ears and then a counterpart would say the same thing mm. and everyone would that's the worst <laughs> yes. oh, that is the worst how did you navigate it? yeah and it, it made me stop hooch uh, y- y'all were it was hard. Um, it was a lot of a lot of what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. trying to figure out if it was mm-hmm. me. Um, and finally, it was me. Is <laughs> my oven going off? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all know we about to wrap up hey, now, honey. That, that that week. Um, that week. And on that note, is the end. To go. <laughs> 
Sunday is calling. Sunday dinner is calling. Uh, it was me talking with my supervisor and having a, a just a, a very transparent and blunt conversation yeah. about it. That I'm going to cut this yeah. oven off. Yeah, give me a sec. But it, okay, it really yeah. does. It makes me think about one of our earlier shows where we talked about like communication, right? So the end of the right. day, this circles back to you know it like you said like kind of being open about like this is this is how i communicate this is you know i need a little more time for processing telling people who you are what you need how you function and then asking for your needs to get met or you know you know or telling people like this is kind of what i need in order to you know be able to contribute and sometimes like mm-hmm. the circumstances will be able to bend for that and sometimes it won't and so you have to you know kind of understand that you know maybe that will work in some instances and sometimes it won't um but just like learning how to communicate you know being you know transparent and saying hey you know like april said i need a little minute like i know we kind of passed through that um you know i kind of want to circle back to point two um or you know i want i have more that i want to share on this i have something that i want to contribute to this can i get back to you in an hour however you know whatever but just that communication piece and learning how to do that and being comfortable with doing that right and i like that piece you brought up erica about just like the self-awareness like Mm -hmm. sitting with yourself and really saying like what does this look Like it reminds me of an example when I was in graduate school, I actually had a professor who asked me to stay after class and she basically said, you know, I know that you have some really great points to add to discussion, but sometimes I don't like you look like you want to say something, but I don't hear you saying anything. Mm. You know, you're not, you know, participating in class as much as some of your other classmates or your cohort members. And I just want to check in and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, like I didn't know how to verbalize and say, yeah, it just takes me a minute longer because I'm processing so much information internally. I didn't know how to say that. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to try to speak up more. And so I tried to speak up more throughout the semester and I did, but it was very uncomfortable and I didn't feel authentic. I Mm -hmm. felt like I was just talking just to talk. I didn't feel like I was contributing what I thought was meaningful information. And so being able to be self-aware, being able to sit with like examples like that, experiences like that and being able to say what was going on for me there what was happening in that moment and then being able to formulate just like thoughts about how you present yourself and thoughts about what works for you because we don't ever want you to feel like you have to be inauthentic in a situation Mm -hmm. like you have to take up space when that's just not who you are and so it's about being able to be self-aware take that time to notice um, how and what fits best for you yeah yeah awesome i enjoyed that very very good was those the takeaways did we <laughs> did everybody it hear that felt was, like yeah. it right i think what i would say if i had to add one little piece is that um your voice matters i think mm-hmm. some some of the initial issues with taking up space for some people is a matter of esteem and believing Absolutely. that their opinion 
is valuable. So some of it is your voice matters and it's okay to, to make a mistake also. Cause that can sometimes also keep yes. you from speaking up is you want to feel, I know for me, especially in my doc program, I was like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I know it, but if I would have just spoke up, I would have realized that I was on, but just having confidence in yourself and also being okay with just having a slip mm-hmm. up. Cause the more you have them, you realize it's really not that big of a yeah. deal. So just yeah. finding confidence in your voice. I like that. I like that. I'm also thinking about like, <clears throat> and I know this takes it to a whole different level, but people with trauma in their background yeah. sometimes have a hard time um, with taking up space. Um, and I think just about, you know, my many, not many, but several years um, in academia and kind of having one-on-one conversations with students who didn't really take up space that, you know, even when they were welcome to um, just kind of learning like a trauma background and history plays a role um as well and kind of having to be sensitive to that um yeah yeah and I think that's why I like in spaces I spend a lot of time with making sure that the space feels safe Mm -hmm. right and so being able to allow people to feel like they are they're safe and they're not necessarily cared for but that they are um that they're allowed to kind of maneuver in whatever way they need to. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say, you know, I'm not a, um, a group talker. And so when I do groups, I'm usually like, you know, being active and being engaged does not mean that you have to answer every question that I throw out. Mm-hmm. It can look like some of the stuff we talked about last time, like eye contact and nodding or, you know, writing an excerpt and turning it in after class or after group or whatever, yeah. you know, so being able to know that, you know, different backgrounds do lend to way, different ways that people are able to take up space. Exactly. exactly. That's a good point. Well, I think all that right. That was a good. good. Oh, go ahead. I agree. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm in, I'm in agreement. <laughs> we is. No, I was just one. saying, like over the course of like some of these, like our last three episodes, I think it's been really good to like talk a lot about like because the running theme through all of it is like communication and authenticity. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and so hopefully the listeners are able to take away like different ways that they can communicate who they authentically are and ways that they can do it in a way that feels most like themselves. Mm -hmm. So that's it. That's just my little reflection. No, it's good. I think that's a good reflection. Awesome. Agreed. So speaking of reflection, I would like for you all to reflect (laughs) on (laughs) someone or something that you would like to send your love to. I would like to send my love to my future husband, Andrew. Oh, hey, future husband. Because if I didn't know that he loved me before, I know he does now because he let me take clippers to his head <laughs> with no experience whatsoever and let me cut his hair. Girl, he loved you long time. I said, because... oh my God. I literally <laughs> did. Like, I, I looked. That said, I love your dirty drawers. Oh my God. Yes. Like, I looked at his head when I was done. And I just like, I said, oh. I said, you really must do love me. You messed it up. Because you look a mess. <laughs> oh my gosh, he Erica. Fixed it. He fixed it. And. Okay. Did you do an edge up? Or Girl, you no, cut I his cut whole everything off. Head? Everything. Oh, Lord. Everything. Did and then I, I just remember, so he didn't have a guard. 
Right. You got to love me, right? So I did get to one spot, and I just remember going, it going, and I was like, and I was like, it's okay. It's going to eventually, like, even out. It's going to even out. No, it does not. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's pretty close to bald at this point now after he had to fix everything that I did. But he's still cute, though. My baby still look good. So that's my love. Love you, boo-boo. Um, I want to send my love out to my supervisor, Kip, who found me some weights in Ohio because I could not find any weights and Amazon hmm. wasn't shipping out weights until May and it was struggle city over here. I got an eight pound weight and a nine pound weight and I was like tying them <laughs> together. Like it's struggle. It was a struggle over here and it was pretty dangerous as well. But he found some 15 pound weights in his city and (laughs) shipped them to me. So I should be getting them this week. I'm so happy about it. I want to send my love to him because he did not have to do that. So, you know, that's awesome. So helpful. That's awesome. You just reminded me somebody was supposed to be dropping off some weights this weekend to me because same. I needed a. I need it in between. I have heavy. Yeah. But I need a lightweight because I was using my DSM. Girl. Um, <laughs> for a weight. When it was like, you need grab a three pound. It's like, I don't. I don't have had this DSM. It's about to right. Wow. <laughs> so I needed a three and a 20. Oh, so right. Yeah. But that's awesome that you got that shit. That's really I know. Cool. That was very helpful. And I didn't even ask. Like, he was just kind of like, yo, I found some weights. You want some? I was like, yeah. yeah. So that was really helpful. Oh, Extremely helpful. helpful. I love good people yeah. in the world. That's so, awesome. Yeah, that was useful. Yeah. Shout out to him. Yes. Yes. Tam actually let me borrow some. She's <laughs> like, I need weights. So that was that's so awesome. Thank you. Um, I would like to send, I would say share. Not share my love. Uh, send my love out to the now Dr. Bridget Burpo, who hey. defended on Friday. Um, shout out to her for pushing through. Nice. Um, telling y'all this this black graduate student life. Is Welcome a joke to the club, PWI. ma'am. Welcome to the club. You earned it. I don't yes. even know you, and so I know you, you did earned it. it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> earned it the hard way. Yes, yes. bless you. Nice. Well, that was good. So uh, what we're going to do now is just go ahead and sign out. We have gotten to the ep- the end of this. I feel like we was like preaching a series like preachers. We've gotten to the end of our series. <laughs> 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 These last three episodes. And so thank you guys for listening. Like I said, hopefully you're able to like pull apart some of the things, take some of the skills, strategies, find some things helpful and useful. Um, as always, we invite you to follow us on social media, so Instagram, Facebook, um, at three psychs and a mic on both of those, um, both of those handles. We also ask that you email us questions or if you have comments or things that you'd like to share with us, feel free to email us at three psychs and a mic at gmail.com. And as you're listening, leave us comments um, on your platform. So if you're listening on um, Spotify or whatever, leave us comments. We definitely want to start reading those. So always listen, like, comment subscribe and we will see y'all same place same time next week bye guys (laughs) Bye. bye stay safe